You're listening to the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast. Pop a beer and throw an earbud in your ear. Now, here's your host. Listen, I can barely tie a shoe, let alone figure out this thing. And isn't that funny how people say not to be an asshole, but then they go on to be an asshole? My skin met the asphalt, but these new new ways kit my... All right, a couple of blurbs. Whatever they do with cocaine... It's a cafe racer with alloy manks, racing tank, and clip-ons, and all that jazz. The Soma actually was purchased by uh, the Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum. Yeah. You know, after this interview, I sound like a fat, hairy, bearded slob. Um, so I'm familiar with the long hours and the uncomfortable seat. Kangaroos are just leaping down the street every day. All right, technically all chaps are assholes, right? Or else yeah. just Tec- love I don't have it perfected. I have to stop talking shit. The more I talk it, the more my bike messes up. My wife's like, you're 41 and started a race career. I'm like, yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah. All right, well, now you know what you're in for. I do this show with no clothes on. to episode five zero of Creative Rider Motorcycle Podcast. Welcome back to another fabulous episode. This episode celebrates our year of being the world's shittiest motorcycle podcast in the universe. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll take all props and credit for that since I am the lonely, only producer here in the studio. Let's wind it down, Joe. I don't know who Joe is. I just thought I'd say that. It sounded pretty legit, right? Hey, everybody. I am super pumped. This episode... Okay, let me preface this really quickly. Thank you for everyone for tuning in if this is your first time listening to the show. If it is your first time listening to the show, I would start here as going backwards is really, you know, just a mistake, except for episodes where our guests, you know, we have guests that really, really, really pump up the value of the show, 3,000%. Every single guest we've had on has been a gift, and we'll talk about them in this episode, but if this is your first episode, don't go back. Uh, For whatever reason, if you feel like punishing yourself, go for it, but uh, the cruel part of that is that this show isn't going to get any better. Wow! So let's celebrate one year of being the same. Mediocre, I guess. So the first thing I wanted to mention is... I am pumped. This year quietly snuck by. October 15th was actually our official first date of episode one airing, I believe. If my stats and everything that I looked at is correct, Uh, October 1st was episode one, uh, October 1st, 2015. So for all that's worth, you know, I am just excited that a year made it and we didn't, you know, I didn't end up gagging on a carburetor cleaner or trying to kill myself by huffing the fumes, but it's hard to kill yourself when you try to huff fumes from a, a bike that doesn't run. So note to those trying to kill yourself, stick the garden hose on an exhaust pipe on a working vehicle, right? So at any rate, didn't kill myself, didn't kill anyone else on accident. So this is a good year. And uh, for what it's worth, I am excited and looking forward to this next year. So first off the bat, In this first little segment I have arranged here, we're going to look back 
at the year in review, basically. We're going to review the best episodes, uh, see what has developed since last year, what I predicted and what's coming true. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the future and what hopefully I can achieve and what goals we have set for the future of the show. So first, let's go back in time a little bit to well, let's take a gander to listen to episode one real quick. I'd like this episode to take off with a wheelie, that's for sure. This is your producer and sometime host of Creative Writing. Welcome to the inaugural episode, the world's most horrible episode, and stick with it. (laughs) This is a drop from the future, and I've listened to it, and it's pretty bad. (laughs) At least I wasn't a liar, right? It did suck pretty bad, and if you listen to that, I didn't have the audio figured out. Uh, I don't even basically remember what the hell I was talking about in that episode. I guess we can hear that next. And you know what? I think I'm going to need a little bit of help for this episode. So I'm going to invite myself to co-host here and to distinguish me from, well, the other me. I think I'm going to have to figure out an accent for the other me. Now, I should have asked this on Facebook or something. What accent should I talk in? But you guys probably would have said something weird like Guy Martin where you couldn't even understand. You know what I was saying or flea or something weird like that. And I'm not going to do Krampus or Satan because those are actually the real Krampus and the real Satan that comes on the show. And as you can tell from my other accent show a couple weeks ago, I'm really good at a ghost accent. Eh, but not good at most others. So I think I'm just going to do like a Christopher Walken accent. So are you with me, me? Yes, I am here and I am ready to listen to your show with you. That is awesome. All right. I can't wait to do this. Are you sure you're ready for oh, this? Oh, yes. Because I'm, I'm pumped. Oh, yes. I'm very excited. I'm more excited than a dog eating a bag of extension cords. Check out my Twitter. <laughs> Okay. Well done. Well played, me. All right. So let's listen. What was the topic of the very first show? Because I think it's pretty funny. And I I'm think sure it, was it was funny. It was actually a pretty good idea. All right. Let's give it a listen. Here you are. I hope I don't sound like the Fonz. No, no. You sound, you sound just like Christopher Walken. Exactly. 100%. Okay. Let's give this a listen. Today we're going to talk about that guy. Brown seeds. Oh, brown seeds. And Dillagaff. What's Dillagaff? I don't know. Dillagaff? Oh, my God. Can you believe I'm eating a big piece of steak right now? Oh, you deserve it. Can you believe we talked about brown seeds? Oh, my Mm. God. Last year, the hipster rage was in full effect, yo. Uh, Yes, it was. And to show... Hey, by the way, if I am you, where is my steak? I understand. You deserve it. It is your birthday, after all. Thank you. I'm starting to sound like Woody Allen in a very <laughs> disturbed... <laughs> hey, keep it what? walking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yes, the brown seat craze has gone completely out of hand. That's wow. how I determine if a bike is a, a poser or a real deal, because still in the motocross and the motorcycle world, the real deals are black seats. Black than my heart. Mm-hmm. Blacker than my asshole, which is where <laughs> I've been keeping the keys to your bike for seven <laughs> years. What the fuck? All right. Well, that's good to know. 
Um, yeah, by the way, you did sound like Woody Allen. You sound, you're sounding less and less like Christopher Walken, although he, he is too, as he's getting older. I, I just saw, uh, Paul Rubens did like a Pee Wee Herman special, like over for Christmas or some shit. And he, he's starting to sound a little bit less like Pee Wee, like the cocaine and the, uh, hard drinking is not paying off for Pee Wee. But yeah, no, the brown seat thing, I fully agree. Let me swallow this chunk of steak. Yes, you swallow that piece of steak, and you piece of shit, you don't make fun of my friend Paul Rubens now. <laughs> I know. Listen, you got to be careful what you say around this town, right? Don't, don't diss anybody in Hollywood. But no, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. The I agree that there's a lot of poser bikes out. The Ducati Scrambler, you know, the, uh, the BMW Scrambler, the new... Yamaha Scrambler, it doesn't have a brown seat, but I'm sure it will. I think they made a brown seat for the Bolt and the accessories uh, section. And the thing is, is they're going to probably have one for the Scrambler. And it's a 900cc Scrambler. So technically, that blows it out of the water for my, what I, wow, excuse me, what I consider a Scrambler. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's very heavy for a Scrambler to be scrambling around on a bike more than even 500 CC, why do you think there's like a 250 and a 450 class? Because no one is going to be able to wrestle these bikes over terrain when they are um, over 600. A KLR 650 is an ADV bike, not a race bike. And now, and now, whoa, Christopher, whoa, come back. Yeah, don't explode. Yeah, um, I mean, me, me talking like Christopher. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. So that that uh, episode, I really talked about the hipster poser bike, literally coming on, and all the brown seats, and it, and it wasn't really bagging on brown seats. I guess it was kind of pointing out the same thing that another podcast that I will mention in a little bit uh, pointed out is how to how to spot a poser bike. If you have a bike with no fenders and a brown seat, um, unless it's you know a dirty flat tracker, then it's a poser bike because who's going to really take a scrambler out onto rocks with no fenders and have them flick up on you and have the mud squirt up on your back and ruin your perfectly really nice <clears throat> brown leather seat because that shit is not like weather resistant. You know what I mean? Like weather does bad things to leather, oh, even though they rhyme. You're Dr. You know what Seuss I mean? now. You're Ted Geisel, you little Dr. Seuss. Yeah, I know what you mean. Who's going to take... A bike on on gravel and have it just wreck it, you know. That's why a real scrambler is a real scrambler, and they don't make them anymore, technically. Yeah, I, yeah. Hey, we're gonna have to find a different accent for you. Maybe Grover from Sesame Street, because you are you're breaking up, man. Your voice is just getting too crackalack. Oh, you son of a bitch! I will work you. I will work you. <laughs> Another thing that I talked about in the very first episode, Pike's Peak had just happened. And, you know, obviously I'm really excited because it has just happened again and some really exciting shit happened. Almost, almost won by an electric bike this year. And last year I had talked about Victory taking the 156 up there. And this year they took it back and they also took 
the uh, the impulse, the victory impulse, which used to be the Bramo impulse up there. And Don Kinney was just a couple seconds out. If he hadn't started first or whatever in the morning, I am sure he would have won. And yeah, some pretty incredible things happen. Also, I mentioned that they had raced at the Isle of Man and Guy Martin had come in fourth. And the, another interesting thing about Guy Martin is that he was absent from the Isle of Man this year for the first time in I don't know how long. He had a pretty big off at the uh, Northwest 200 this year and didn't race the Isle of Man and instead was out at the Salt Flats here in the States. Oh, no, during the Isle of Man, actually, he was riding the Divide, which another podcast that I listened to that we'll talk about in a little bit also did. But he did it on a mountain bike. And there's a great documentary about people that do it. It's called Race the Divide or something like that, uh, or Race to the top. I, I forget what it's called, but yeah, it's about riding. Uh, most of the people did it from Canada down to the Mexican border. And it's literally, you're out there, especially on a mountain bike, you're out there alone, uh, in the, you know, in the wilderness and you've got to be prepared. You do this journey across the United States, the short way. Uh, but yeah, border to border, man. And it's insane because you got to be fully self-sufficient and all this stuff on a mountain bike. So he did that rather than the Isle of Man. And to be honest, I don't know which one is uh, Harry. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can tell you which one is Harrier. It's the, uh, you know, basically you're going to see Bigfoot going from Canada to Mexico. Boy, you're going to see some hairy Mexicans. <laughs> oh, shit. That is not okay. You cannot say I that. I was just kidding you, you fucking no-neck bastard. Well, I know. All right, let's not get off topic either because I do have some funny political jokes. If you really enjoyed my cheesy Halloween jokes last episode, stay tuned because there's some really, really cheesy political jokes that I made up for this episode. And not to be too political because somebody from another podcast. Oh, don't again, tell me. We'll yeah, mention it we'll in, another, mention in segment. another segment. Yes, exactly. My apt pupil, even though I know Christopher Walken didn't star in that movie. Yeah. No, anyways. Um, so let's round out episode one and get on to some other episodes and some other stats for this year in review. Well, in that first episode, I did cover at Gat, which was a really, really good, uh, you know, good to go over. I, I, it was amazing how well I did that in retrospect, going back to listen. And now, catching up a year later, we've had uh, somebody from the Recycle Garage in Santa Cruz just have a really unfortunate accident because of not wearing any gear. And uh, I mentioned boots and how mechanical and, and, uh, dainty the human ankle is and then just a couple weeks ago or no about two months ago i guess i posted a video on our facebook page which didn't even exist when this podcast was created and um, i also mentioned it on the episode the week later where there was a video of a girl and her boyfriend riding through a red light getting uh they impact a car and her ankle looks like it gets torn off it's literally the bone sticking out and it's hanging by a piece of meat he said she recovered, but damn, I wouldn't want to go through a complete ankle severing. She didn't even have socks on, it didn't look like. Just her little Adidas or running, you know, tennis shoes, basically. And her whole ankle is just severed, literally hanging on by a piece of meat. So the reason we're at Gat, and I, I mentioned it in episode one, and I stand by it today. And then I uh, went on to talk about brown seats, which was pretty funny. Here, Here is a little clip. Another thing I like to do is go on bike XF and just see uh, how many brown seats I can count. 
I tried to make it a drinking game with my buddies, but I eventually just started missing work because I was just so intoxicated almost every hour of the day. And, you know, my liver really, I had to quit playing that game. I, I couldn't take it. At first, it was just a physical thing. Then it became a mental thing. I couldn't take it either way. All right, I've been beat over the head with so much flannel and brown seat talk that I'm ready to move on oh, to the next here, subject. Here. I see your brown seats and raise you too. I agree wholeheartedly about the brown seat thing. Yeah, that was a really funny episode. So not we're not going to talk about episode one anymore, but it was really interesting. Uh, the G310 had just come out right then, and the R3 had come out just a little bit before that. So it's really cool that now I just uh, talked about the Super Sport 300 class on our posted that up on our Facebook page and. We'll get to that, but small bikes are going to be taking over the market soon. So that's a trend I didn't really see coming. I said I was like stoked that BMW got into the 300cc market, but now it's going to be like a whole thing. And we may or may not get to that in this episode because this episode really isn't about what's happening. It's about our birthday, bro. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Let me do a little dance for you. Mm, 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 I'm a very good dancer, you know. Yes, I know you were excellent. I loved your uh, your debut in the Fat Boy Slim. Hey, I am me. You're not Christopher Walken. You're me. Ooh, so shut up. Call. Oh, oh, that's harsh. I'll give you some cowbell. I'm, I got a fever for more Christopher Walken. In the <laughs> all right, dude. Let's get into some stats now. We'll, we'll get onto some other episodes. Come back to that in a minute. But let's get onto some stats. Uh, interestingly enough, let's go across the. Starting with like the most played episodes. Now, I don't know why. I have zero idea why. But episode four of Creative Writing is the most played episode. Now, I could I would say it's maybe from going back and people re-listening from the beginning forward, you know, which is like I'm telling you, a total mistake. But that would mean that like number one would have the most plays, even if people had just started re-listening and didn't make it all the way up to today's episode, that they would... You know, number one would theoretically have the most listens, but it doesn't. Number one's actually a little ways down the list. Number four has the most, and it always has. And I always wondered if there was like a link or something in there that hackers were trying to use to get in on my website or something. But it does. It doesn't include. I mean, it includes things downloaded across every single uh, every single app. I mean, that's not like people clicking on the website. That includes like. Uh, iPhone, iPad, um, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Dog Catcher, Stage Fright, uh, Overcast, Podcruncher, Downcast, the uh, Google Play Store, um, Podkicker. Uh, there's a, a couple other apps that run on Android that I can't remember. But, I mean, SoundCloud, Plex, I mean, all these places where we're at, that includes plays from there. So it's not anybody trying to hack our site, actually. Uh, and and for whatever reason, the clicks on there are the clicks to play from the browser. So for whatever reason, yeah, number four is the most played episode. And it is our CITS episode, which is the Cooperative Intelligent Transportation Systems or something like that. And that's the one that deals with like the future of where motorcycling and transportation in general is heading. And by transportation, I mean boat, planes, uh, cars, trains, infrastructure that these that supports these things, everything. I mean, this is like the connected future of the world. That's episode four. And maybe that maybe it interests people. Maybe that's what it's all about. 
And so maybe that's why it's the most played. But yeah, people keep going back and and uh, maybe we'll give a little listen to that in a second. But let's run down the top five. So first, uh, let's count from the uh, number one spot down. So number one, of course, is episode four, the CITS uh, MTGO, which also, um, yeah, where did I go? I, I did the CITS in the beginning part of that episode, the IMS, because I was at IMS Long Beach, which is coming up again here, and I'll be attending that again this year. Um, and then I also rode, the day after the IMS show, I rode over to Las Vegas for the Super Prestigio, rode my little 250 Exciter over there, and uh, that was a pretty awesome race. They didn't have it this year, so I'm really glad I went. Uh, I you know, don't want to miss out on these things. I went to the Catalina Grand Prix a few years ago when they had it again and they haven't had it since. So I've been fortunate to go to these really cool things that were maybe like one-off races trying to emulate other series and then just for whatever reason, sponsorship or whatever get canceled. So I forgot that those things were also in that episode. Maybe that's another reason why people listen. So the, uh, Sitting in the number two spot right now is episode 16, which is uh, Motorbikes, Musics, and Migraines. And that featured a wonderful guest uh, for, you know, Josette, who is the founder of GoodbyeMigraine.org, which is a migraine coaching, holistic healing, things like that. Uh, she'll, she'll help you rid yourself of migraines. She suffered from migraines her whole life. And those things don't let her experience what she loves to do, which is music and motorbikes. Thus, the name of the episode, Migraines, Music, and Motorbikes. So that is a well-listened-to episode coming in number second. That's episode 16, if you were curious. And the number fourth spot is episode 44. And this one's got me a little bit scared because this is recent. Uh, it's called Don't Believe the Hype. And in this episode, I talked all about corn and ethanol and all that great stuff. And it's a little bit scary. All of a sudden, a bunch of listens from Iowa, which you know what they grow in Iowa, besides hot Playboy models, is corn. Yes, Playboy models out to a zoo from Iowa and Nebraska. What is up with those states? Uh, I want to make one thing perfectly clear. You also talk about... Uh, Things like what it takes to market a motorcycle and what it takes to create a mo- You were trying to be creative, part of creative writing. And uh, yeah, that episode also focuses on a couple of things such as and not including but that too. But I think it's very weird that uh, Iowa, Iowa of all places. Yeah. I mean, I know they got a fever for more cowbell No, I think they got a fever for ethanol, baby. And I think that's why that is listened to. And I think there's a hit out on me. And people wonder why I don't want to say my real name on the show or disclose any of the staff here at uh, Creative Writing. It's because, well, we had to lay off uh, our security guard. That's why. But anyway, yeah, let's get back to the stats here. This is creeping me out. So yeah, just having a more recent episode be one of the most listened to. Uh, I mean, I guess I wouldn't mind if it was because people were listening in reverse order. But then again, you would think that like they would be numbered a little differently here in the stats. So uh, 
this kind of segues into the fourth most listened to. In the number four spot, we have EPA, anybody? And in this episode, I talked a little bit about the history of the founder of the EPA, uh, the great Republican president known as Ricardo Nixon. (laughs) His name was not Ricardo. But anyways, yeah, he uh, established the EPA. I talked about the EPA. A couple episodes later, I did a show on ethanol. Kind of makes me wonder if they're related and kind of makes me wonder if I've got like a guy in a yellow corn suit walking around with a silenced weapon trying to take me out. (laughs) You have been watching too many Christopher Walken mobster movies. Uh, There is a great fable you should listen to called The Gnat and the Bull. And this gnat, he rides around on this bull's horns for seven years. For seven years he rides around on this bull's horns. And one day the gnat goes to leave and he says, Oh, Mr. Bull, I'm sorry. I'm going to go now, but I've been riding around on your horns this whole time. I hope it did not bother you. And the bull said, What? I didn't even notice. So I don't think there's anybody going to kill you for mentioning ethanol a corn because you're not that important you just been watching a lot of flicks. Mm, yeah, that's deep, me. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I don't know what to attribute it to. I think you're right about that, though. I don't think I'm that important that someone needs to chase me down. I do think it's interesting. Maybe people have a vested interest in the future, and uh, they're curious as to the last few things. I have, I have zero idea. And coming in at number five to finally round out our top five list is episode number two. Now, this makes sense to me. If you were listening in order this would be like one of the most played episodes right behind number one but number one's still down there a few spots in the number eight spot so uh not a whole lot of people listening in order i think that number two was much better than number one if people are smart they will skip number one and start out at two three or four and i guess four is a good jump off spot because it's most listened to but yeah so that's uh an interesting top five there so uh Let's recount it real quick. And the number one spot is episode four, which is CITS, IMS, and the Super Prestigio. Uh, And the two spot is episode 16 with Motorbikes, Music, and Migraines with Joe Set from GoodbyeMigraine.org. And the third spot is episode 44, all about the ethanol hype, the the four-gallon conspiracy that we're going to have to fill up with uh, four gallons of fuel, and then what does it take to market a bike these days when everything is going down the tanks? Number 42 was the EPA, and uh, in the fifth spot is episode two, Oops, I Did It Again, which meant that I was on the path there to creating 50 more episodes, so I feel good about that. So yeah, let's get on to the top countries. Who plays my podcast the most? Who has the least taste (laughs) and sensibility? Well, the United States comes in number one uh, with 7,266 as the score. Thanks, good old us, um, us, uh, United States of America. Uh, And the second spot is Canada. I love you, Canada, and thank you so much for your support. Uh, Australia, in the third spot, 
UK in the fourth and Ireland in the fifth spot. Now that's new because Ireland just came on board a little while ago and Denmark is like a super close. It's almost tied for fifth spot with Ireland. But other countries where I didn't expect to see us and are a little bit down in, in numbers, but that's okay. We have India, the Netherlands. Somebody was listening to me there for a while and then just decided to get, you know, wise up. Either that or they, it's one person that listens once a week because there's 43 listens, and I have 40, well, 50 episodes now. So, uh, also Korea, France, Germany, Mexico, Singapore, Belgium, Sweden, Hungary, New Zealand, Romania. That doesn't count because I know who was listening to me in Romania, and I'm pretty sure it's an American dude. Uh, Japan, Morocco, Switzerland, Indonesia, Norway, Jordan, Italy, Pakistan, Spain, the Russian Federation. Brazil, the Philippines, Algeria, Panama, Portugal, South South Africa, Saudi Arabia, Croatia, UAE, which is the United Arab Emirates, um, a bunch of other ones with only one li- listen. And I'm not going to go down, but we've almost, uh, if we were to put a pin on the map, geez, even New Caledonia has listened to us. So we are in a lot of spots. We're not so much in South America, but we're all over Europe and North America And I think if I probably did something in Spanish, we might be, you know, Brazil, that's Portuguese. But even though that's in South America, that's not Spanish. But uh, that's that's Latin, not Hispanic, yo. So, yeah, I don't know. We're we're all over. We're getting we're getting places. So I'm, I'm really stoked for that. And the top cities, those were the top countries, the top cities, Tama, Iowa. This is creeping me out, dude. It keeps doubling. Is somebody in Tama trying to like hack the site or something? Because why did the, this city that was never even on the map has now blown past every other city where I know people live and listen on the daily basis? Like they re-listen to stuff and Tama has somehow, I don't know what's going on. The whole city, do they just like hearing their name? Tama, Tama, Tama. So Tama, Iowa in in the number one spot with 882 listens, almost a thousand listens to 50 episodes. So that's weird to me. Uh, Monrovia, California, uh, Florence, Mississippi, New Berlin, Wisconsin, and St. Paul, Minnesota. Those round out the top five. Uh, I know somebody in Monrovia, uh, Mr. Dougaly, who I interviewed, lives there, and there's a couple other uh, motorcyclists that live there, um, that listen to the show. So maybe that's why Monrovia is in second Florence, Mississippi. I've, I don't know anybody there. Uh, new Berlin, Wisconsin. Well, we know why Wisconsin and St. Paul and actually Monrovia might even be like Pasadena and, uh, Arcadia and what's that little, uh, Sierra Madre, like anything around in the, Eastern side, like in San Gabriel Valley, there might be an email or I mean a a web server or something over there. Maybe that's why that has a lot of listens. But I do know a couple people over there. But yeah, Uh, so that's the top five. Tama, you're freaking me out. Tama, Monrovia, Florence, New Berlin, and St. Paul. Now, Mountain View also has a lot of listens. Uh, That's NorCal. Random Lake, Wisconsin. Grand Rapids, Michigan, Salt Lake City, Utah, Newton, Iowa. Ooh, creeping me out with the Iowas. Appleton, Wisconsin, El Cajon, California, Phoenix, Arizona, and Limerick, Ireland, uh, with Sacramento rounding out the top 15. Now, there's a lot of other Californias, but we're starting to, we're permeating um, some of the South and some of Canada. So, 
Yeah, lots of Canada in here, and I really like it because it's spreading. It's spreading. It's all over Canada, which I love. One of these days, I'm going to make it up to Canada. Now, who played the most? And this is only going to be via the SoundCloud application, so uh, I won't hold it against you if your name's not on here, but who played the most via SoundCloud? Chris motherfucking Singsime. You are right up there at the top with J.J. Goldmeyer right below you. Or J.E. Goldmeyer right below you. Jason and Chris drag racing for the number one spot in my heart. Well, you guys. And Aaron Shue, he's down in sixth place. He's on the top ten list. So yeah, we got a bunch of top ten listeners in here. That's the WIR top ten bikes, by the way. Uh, congratulations to Guy Bellinger, Bellinger, the Bell Angry one, uh, for winning this year's trophy, stealing it, just walking in and walking out like a burger thief at McDonald's. Yeah. Oh my God. Michelle was furious too. She really worked her ass off to get to the top of that list as well. And uh, yeah, I, she was pretty upset and just was immediately on the charge again. So, but yeah, he just, he kind of walked in. Uh, I don't remember seeing his, I mean, his name kind of jumped up that list and then to finally take it. Oh, wow. So that was another exciting thing that we followed this whole year uh, on the show was the WIR's top 10 bikes from Wisconsin International Raceway. Uh, that was something exciting, and I really look forward to that next year as well. we'll uh, hopefully, we can uh, talk to some of those guys over this winter and see what they're creating up in their little uh, snowy laboratories up there in Wisconsin. Right now, I'd like to take a minute to talk about one of the friends of the show. Hey everybody, we're super excited for our friends of the show, Johnny J and the Flatfoot Flugees. You may remember way back in episode 16, Josette was on the show. Well, a lot's happened since then. Starting November 25th, you can pre-order their new EP, Live at the Black House, put out by Black House Records. This limited edition vinyl comes with five previously unreleased new tracks, and every copy comes with a download card for a good free sixth track. This album was also recorded on an old reel-to-reel for that authentic vintage sound. Check them out at blackhouseinc.storeenvy.com, johnnyjswing.com, or blackhouserecordsinc.com. If you love motorcycles and good music, you're not going to want to miss Johnny J and the Flatfoot Fugees. So mark your calendars and pre-order on November 25th, 2016. You know, Gandalf kind of has to wear an open face helmet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't wear a closed face helmet if you're Gandalf. Your wizard hat won't fit and your beard won't fit. You just look dumb. I bet Gandalf has a gray seat on his bike, by the way. I bet he does not have a brown seat. He either has a gray seat or he has one made of dragon skin. Oh, episode one. I forgot how good you really were. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, talk about some other stuff that happened this year that was pretty exciting. We had a lot of guests on the show, you're as I mentioned before. You're right. We did. Arnie, what the... Where did Christopher Walken go? Well, it turns out the accent is too hard. It's actually easier to talk like the governor, you dick. 
Okay. Well, good. Hey, this came on the recommendation of Chris Singsheim, by the way. Thank you, Chris. We just watched also, me, myself and I, we just watched the YouTube like 160 clips of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, hey, let's Arnie, well, me doing Arnie, let's get into some some guests. And actually, we should start with Chris. Let's back it up like two guests before that, though. Oh, okay. That sounds great. As long as one of the guests is named Quaid. Get to the guests! I'd like to introduce our first guest. Well, I'll have her introduce herself, and I'll translate. She's got a bit of an accident, so take it away. State your name, please. So, her name is Bella, and last name? All right, I I don't know how to translate in human. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Okay. So, Bella, I'm going to pull up some of the show notes from episode two, and we'll rehash a couple of dead horses. You know, we'll keep on flogging those babies. And you give me your input. So, one of the topics that the host, I think it was Branson, uh, covered was brown seats. Uh, What is your opinion on brown seats? Oh, I had no idea dogs were colorblind. Oh my god, we interviewed a dog. Wolf. A dog. Wolf, wolf. I don't even know how to say it. Like, Arnold, you interviewed a dog? Not Quaid? Oh, absolutely. I wish we would have interviewed Quaid. Oh my god, we interviewed a, f- a fucking dog. Uh, I wish I had a pun. <laughs> if first you don't scratch fleas... Try, try again. Oh, let's leave that to the writers, dude. Um, anyway, yeah, we interviewed a dog, and oddly enough, Adventure Rider Radio, we'll get to that, another podcast that I listened to, they actually had an episode about traveling with your uh, dog. There used to be a dog, we actually talked to this dog about the, in the 1970s, there was a guy that used to race out here in District 37 with his dog on the tank. And there's lots of photos of this dude flying through the desert in an actual race with a dog on his Mako or whatever the heck he was riding at the time. And yeah, people love to travel with dogs nowadays. People, uh, you know, sometimes motorcycle riders don't like other humans. So, you know, we defer our love to animals and you can't take an alpaca on the back of your bike with you. Let's face it. So dogs, uh, I don't think many cats tend to ride with people, but dogs do. So yeah, Adventure Rider Radio, I don't, they don't really number their episodes, but they're uh, just look up, go to their website and check out, and you'll see there's a link there for some of the dogs, uh, the episode about traveling with them, and you're uh, keeping your canine companion safe while adventuring across the world. So that story did, uh, you know, we did talk about that. Dogs love sidecars because they can sit down. You don't have to spe- have a special ba- basket for them. I forget if Bella told us about goggles and stuff like that but i see they make special goggles for dogs on bikes and stuff like that so there's actually like a market for this check it out it's not it wasn't really that crazy of an interview in retrospect so let's get on to the uh, there's a guest we can't talk about named richard and he was abducted and taken to a secret laboratory or something. Like, I don't know what happened. Never have heard from him since. And that town in Virginia that we used to see in our stats has disappeared. So I don't know what happened to that secret, top secret stuff. So at any rate, uh, his interview we won't feature. But uh, we did talk. To, I think the next person we talked to was Chris Singsheim from Waukesha. 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 
Waukesha. Waukesha. Waukesha. Waukesha. Waukesha, Wisconsin. Oh, just get to the chopper. So what is it that you do in Waukesha? As far as for a worker, what I do is a welder, fabricator. Uh, We work on, what I do at my work is uh, big semi-truck dump trailers. Oh, yeah. Uh, They they take them out and they flop them over on their sides and they bring them to my work. And we rebuild them, repair them, weld them back together and whatever other custom stuff they want. So Rad. Yes. A lot of metal work, a lot of welding and torching and cutting. I'd, I'd have 60 hobbies if my if my wallet would allow it. Oh, I can tell you, I have flipped over a few rigs in my time. I also have flipped over some buses, some spaceships, a, a Mars module, basically like the city. Oh, this guy sounds like I could use him personally in my life. Yeah, now remember, you're just me talking like Arnie, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, Chris has turned out to be a wealth of knowledge and information. He's like one of the coolest guys. Uh, He races with the coolest group of people. We've been following him all year long. If you go to creative-writing.com and check out Chris's episode, either episode 11 or I think we did a write-up on Chris. And uh, I'll include a link to all of our guests in the show notes for this episode. So yeah, if you go there and check it out, you'll see that Chris is also a fabricator. Like he said, he not only fabricates stuff for bikes, and he just was like endlessly uh, got all these tricks and like little gizmos on his bike. It's so awesome. But he also makes knives. He makes uh, little art projects out of like all sorts of metal and these welding wire things that he's made just look so cool. And he also has like custom made some cups. Like he loves Moscow mules. My wife, big props to both of them, the Moscow mule team. Um, You know, he's hammered his own copper cup to have mules out of. And it's just incredible the stuff that this guy makes on top of being uh, one quick ass fella on a bike. Lots of people are scared of this guy. I found out in Chicago. Well, in the whole state of Illinois, and we, you know, we always talk about drag racing and stuff. And it turns out that he is not only quick among his friends, but he's quick among the region. So yeah, he's just a great guy. It was so fun to have him on the show, and he's always talking to us all the time. I mean, we keep in constant contact with Chris, and he gives me. He's the one that. Suggested the Arnie voice. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Anybody who suggests an Anschwarzenegger voice, you cannot question the reputational character. Yeah, no, but you can totally question my skills in executing the accent. But thank you, Chris, for the suggestion and forever keeping up with us. He's been back. Him and Michelle were together on a show. Uh, and like I said, he's always posting stuff up. And he helps out uh, a couple of another podcast, which we'll mention in a little bit. He helps out people there. Uh, anytime anybody drops uh, a little bit of, like a question or anything, he's so willing to help out. And not only that, but with his group of friends. Uh, another guest that we had on the show who is his teammate, Michelle uh, Steve Mankiewicz, you'll hear her talk about him as well. He he got her into racing. He helped her build a bike. He's just the coolest guy. So that whole WIR top 10 community is just so cool. And I was just so happy to have him on as our first guest from that little click. So amazing, amazing fella. <clears throat> Let's have Chris do his outro from that day. Okay, so if anybody wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Uh, just look me up by name on Facebook. It's 
just right. at Chris Singtime. Alrighty, and I'll put your name uh, in the show notes so people know. Well, what can I say? A great interview with a great individual. Yes, me. I did love that interview, and I love talking to Chris. He submits like so much stuff to the show. It's no wonder he's number one on our stats for SoundCloud listens. And yeah, just everything so cool. Uh, love love touching base with the listeners, actually, and making new friends. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, friends is good to have. In all of my movies, I make bad enemies. All right, well, let's talk about the next person that we had on. And let's not forget, well, we'll get to her last. We'll feature our former news girl last after all the guests. But let's get on to our next guest. If you don't remember episode 16, it is our number two most listened to episode right behind episode four. And the guest on that was Josette Herdell from goodbyemigraine.org. Let's listen to what Josette had to say. Let's welcome Josette Herdell to the show. Hi, Josette. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Just really quick, can you give us like a 10,000 foot view of who you are and what you do for a living? Uh, sure, I'd be happy to. Um, in a past life, I was a journalist for NPR, a radio producer, and uh, absolutely loved doing that down in San Diego. Um Currently, my husband and I are, uh, we enjoy working on vintage motorcycles. We build uh, cafe racers. And um, we also have a, a 1940s and 1950s uh, jump blues band, swing music, kind of rock and roll. And um, I'm also a holistic migraine coach. So we are juggling a lot of different things and all things that we're very passionate about. All right. Well, hey, that was Josette in a nutshell. And. Uh, a lot of people listened to that episode and a lot of people ended up uh, looking in those show notes and following links to her website. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have migraines and you just don't realize it could be the food you're eating. It could be, you know, lack of exercise, your lifestyle or just, you know, something genetic. But a lot of people have turned to her for some coaching and, you know, she's gone through it all for her entire life and she's been helping making people's lives better so that we can enjoy motorcycling and most of all music. I mean, it's not like you can be around banging drums and, uh, you know, loud guitars and, and saxophones and stuff if you got a migraine. So, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. And no wonder it's our number two most listened to episode. All right. The next person we had on the show was a couple episodes later. He's an artist. He's also a custom bike builder. He's also a, many things. He's a tattoo artist, visual artist, physical, you know, sculpture artist, bike artist, um, brain artist. It was Mark Dugali, and he is a local to me. He's been up to some crazy stuff recently. I mean, this guy has just been going gangbusters in, in all sorts of stuff. Plus, he's a professional uh designer and a professional architect and stuff like that so i mean he's just got got it going on on so many levels let's hear some of the things that mark had to say things yes <laughs> yes indeed i cannot leave anything alone and uh everything that i get or find or do uh gets customized in some way or another and it's kind of always been that way i guess well i've always loved writing them uh, since I was 14, I started writing, and um, I've always loved art and customizing things. And then uh, I remember specifically one day I was 
driving somewhere. I stopped to take a pee, and uh, it happened to be at the back fence of a motorcycle shop. And so while I was going, I looked over the fence and saw these motorcycles and different different levels of disrepair and uh, disassembly. And my mind just started working, and I decided that I needed to apply my artwork to motorcycles and (laughs) meld two two areas of of loves that I have together into one. And Mark definitely has merged those two loves together in quite a spectacular way. If you want more, you can go check out dogallery.com. And what do you think of that meme? Oh, yeah. It looks good. It looks like something from a uh, Mars, the, the movie I made about Mars called Mars Attack. That movie was not called Mars Attack, dude. No, it was called Dusty Planet, dude. <laughs> You are a total dick. Anyway, it was not called Dusty Planet. And Mark, one of his bikes, the Project Soma, the first bike that I ever saw where I actually met Mark at the IMS show many moons ago, ended up getting purchased by the Barber Motorsports Museum and lives there. And I know a lot of podcasts went to Barber this year. And I don't, he doesn't know if they've got it on display or if they're using it for parts because it was originally an Aprilia. And so, um, He's not quite sure what happened to it, if they bought it for an art piece to display later or what. So if you're at the barber and you see it, take a, take a picture and uh, email it to the show. That bike also looked like something that I rode in that movie called Red Mars. And it is, uh, looked like a future alien. Like something that I, I had to fight in Predator. All right, dude. Listen, if this was... Another podcast that I'll mention in a little bit. I'd play a cheesy sound effect, but since it's not, let's just move on to our next guest. Oh, yeah. Quaid, my favorite guest. And this is the bike that I primarily did my commuting on for for those 12 years uh, back and forth. It's about a 70-mile commute each way. And this bike has... 261,000 miles and change. Hey there, uh, creative podcast listeners. Uh, my name is Ozzy Chris, and I'm just checking in with you here uh, from Sydney, Australia, um, giving you some impressions of my motorbiking experience. Hello there. It's Slade and Stretch from the Stock is for Squares podcast. How are y'all? Hey, Stretch. What's up? What's brown and rhymes with Snoop? Mm. Dr. Dre. We Creative writing. We love you. Keep yep. up the good work. Yep, and thanks for your help giving us suggestions. Um, if you want to check out our podcast, Creative Writing listeners, where stock is for squares, you can find us on anything. But uh, no pressure. I had gotten out of the Navy a short time before Never Run Sunday movie came out. I had bought a Honda 175, a heel-toe shifter in Japan, and brought it back to San Diego on the ship. My friend Kirk and I rode double on that cute little motorcycle and went to see the movie. It was the best movie we thought we had ever seen. Wow, I was never on Sunday. (laughs) 
<laughs> Never on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think he meant on any Sunday, but you know, he sounded like an old guy and his message is really nice. But that was our first multi-guest episode called the Solstice Slam. We're going to do it next year too. That was a really fun episode. It was really fun hearing uh, basically people talk about their first bike experiences or their best bike experiences or whatever. And it was like an all out hill. It was a poetry jam. It was, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it was, it was, and I aired it all. And we didn't get that many submissions, but next year I hope we do. I hope we just have like a three-hour show. <laughs> you could watch all <laughs> the right. Terminator movies back to back. Or uh, one and a half, uh, all the best parts of Fast and Furious. So there you go. Or never on Sunday twice. Yeah, then I did another episode uh, from Willow Springs. That was not a guest episode. And honestly, the people I went there to see, I've been trying to get on the show basically since episode two. Uh, 48 episodes later, and I uh, still have not got them to, you know, just haven't sat down with them and got the time. They, they don't stop. They don't stop riding. They don't stop working. They don't stop racing. Busy. I mean, they do so much stuff. Mm. It's like... I don't know. I just can't get in touch with them. Oh, you need me to put them on ice. Well, we definitely needed some ice for this next character. Let's get to episode 24 and our guest. I'm from the W land in Wisconsin. Yes, the W city in Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> I talked to Teresa's garage yesterday. We're chatting tonight. Uh, racetrack was last night. And then I'm going to be at the track for something completely unmotorbike related tomorrow. And watermelon eating contest. <laughs> it's a hot dog eating contest. Whoa, that was the incredibly talented and fast teacher on two wheels, Michelle Mankiewicz, aka Steve McNowitz. And if you don't get all that, just listen to the episode 24. What a great guest and what a fast lady. She has been tearing it up all year. Uh, if you don't, go to WIR Top 10 Bikes on Facebook and check out their group. She came in second on the Top 10 board. So uh, the guy that came in, Guy Bellinger, came in and uh, kind of swept the mat bell and... <laughs> Bellinger. I say Bellanger because I'm funny. Uh, anyway, yeah, came in and kind of swept his way up the board to the top. But man, Michelle was holding that top spot there for a little bit. And it was so pretty cool to watch her advance up there too. And then, and then get up there and get taken out in the last round right before winter time or the season ended and all that. And they even made a trip down to the Grove. So yeah, it was a really exciting year, really exciting talking to her and Chris. And I got to talk to them together few episodes a uh, few episodes ago so yeah just a really really uh, interesting and all out bike chick real biker shit man all right let's get to our next guest that got stolen then i got another vintage slim body frame with the rally 200 engine that was a lot of fun um i got to wheelie through an intersection on that <laughs> rad <laughs> do you dance to music or is it just quiet when you're dancing we we actually dance to sign language interpreters, and it can be challenging Whoa. at times because when you're in a turn to make sure you're on the right count or the right beat, you have to pay attention to the sign language, you know? So that can always throw a twist sometimes, you know, and sometimes we'll get off beat, but it, it usually works out. Wow. <laughs> wow, that sounds incredible. I've got to oh, see this. Amazing. <laughs> I'm totally yeah. amazed. I know. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> walking. Yeah, that was terrible. You started to emerge there. So that was my buddy, Sarah. Sarah's like my partner in crime when it comes to writing. Uh, known Sarah for quite a long time. And <laughs> you can tell she's got a good sense of her humor. She ran, she does uh, swing dancing and stuff. And she just, she ran with that last, I made a stupid remark and she fed it back to me right in my face by going along with that joke. So that was pretty funny. That's a good episode. She's uh, all out a great biker. I think she just got a triumph recently. Her, her Honda went down that she was talking about in that episode. So instead of fixing it, get another one, right? So yeah, I think she owns a triumph now. All right, let's get on to the next guest. Very exciting. Good morning. Hello. Hello. It's Dan here from Australia. I'm, um, 40 plus years old and I've been riding bikes since I was four. Um, as you said, I've got uh, a bit of an online presence and I've been riding and writing and drawing motorcycles for God, however many years it is now. But um, yeah, I've got a few different uh, places that I like to hang out online, including my own website, dailybikers.com. And uh, that's where I sort of do a fair bit of my writing. And then I've got a little Etsy shop called daily bikers as well and on the etsy shop it's all of my um scribbles and drawings turned into mostly gift cards but different things for motorcycles and motorcycle related fan stuff um and then i'm you know pretty much everywhere else online you can think of yes dan michael good friend of the show i talk to dan all the time still we keep in touch via twitter or, you know, sometimes on the Google Plusage and all that stuff. Yeah, I, Dan was such a fun person to talk to. And if I ever go to Australia, I'm going to visit Aussie Chris and then drive all the way across the continent and drive, uh, visit Dan. But check out dailybikers.com and his Etsy shop. There's tons of stuff there. He just got a job as a motor postie too. So he's driving around a, or riding around, I guess I should say, a little 125, I think, delivering people's mail in all kinds of crazy places in Australia. How cool is that? And you should see some of the pictures he posts while he's on his uh, route. You know what I mean? It's incredible. So not only does he live bikes, he works with bikes now, works on bikes. And basically this guy must have a butt made of a board because he's just on a bike all day. So yeah, great stuff. And his artwork is just fan-freaking-tastic. So go check out Daily Bikers, and uh, if you can, start up a conversation with Dan. So you yeah, wore no, I, you actually wore assless chaps to commute in. Yeah, you know, I um, the, um, I, I did. I, I, I'd wear them on the VFR when I was going to work, and uh, I'm sure it looked kind of silly. Oh, not okay. Not okay. No, oh. Not so much out here. Um, I, before I started traveling around here. I, I never thought I would because I, I always felt there was enough to see in the States and, and there's still like those places that I really want to go. Like I, I would love to take a bike ride uh, around Mount Rushmore, you know, right, right up through there and, uh, or, or um, take a bike up to Northern California and, and, you know, see the, the huge redwoods and things like that. There's a lot of those places that I'd really love to, to go. And, and I'd, I'd love to take a long trip down, you know, parts of route 66 Oh man, that was Paul from Hungary and that the guy. I cannot say enough good stuff about Paul. Uh, I hold him near and dear to my heart just like I hold Chris Singsheim 
you know, those two guys are like the friends that I have that I've never actually got a chance to shake hands with. And uh, that was episode 34. Um, yeah, you could you could check Paul out. Paul's the guy that also in the Solstice Slam had that VFR that's probably now has over like a million miles on it. He is a crazy biker and he's been doing it for a long time and he's not too far from me. I actually have ridden past uh, where his secret den is a few times, but uh, you know, one of these days we'll hook up and I plan on kind of maybe getting out there this year. So Paul, I'm definitely going to be hitting you up and thank you for being such a huge part of the show and always contributing. Every time I need a catchphrase, he's always there. Every time I need a story, he's got a good one. And every time I need an idea, he whatever he's doing, I don't know, he might, he might be uh, sitting on the pot looking at memes all day or he might be like in the middle of a business meeting, but whatever he's doing, he responds right away and is is always on point with his ideas. So thank you so much, Paul. Uh, let's visit our next guest. Oh, yeah. This next guy really knows how to talk some shit like I do in my good action movies. All right, man. Let's just remember that you are just me talking in Arnie's accent. You're not really Arnold Schwarzenegger. Tell that to my big pecs. And, and why am I on steroids? <laughs> yeah, because... You know, I didn't know any better, you know, all I've, all I've ever ridden was junk, basically. So I'm like, oh, this bike is awesome. You know, the whole idea for the list was actually Guy Bellinger's. He sent me a message one day and he's like, hey, let's let's do something at Kakana. Let's do like a list like the guys on Street Outlaw, the show Street Outlaws do. OK, well, hey, this interview is over. I'm going to call uh, Guy Bellinger right now. And <laughs> <laughs> The list wouldn't even be possible if it wasn't for guys like. Chris and Michelle, because they're they're just awesome and they they promote it just as much as I do. Oh my god, the top ten least from Wisconsin. Yeah, that was none other than the own the list's own, I should say, Jason Gulmeyer. And that guy is super cool. Again, you know, just we had a long talk on that episode about the community. That's episode 40, by the way. So that wasn't too long ago. We talked about the community that they have and the whole uh, way that everybody comes together to make that series possible and the support that they get at the track, the support that they give it eat with each other. Uh, it's just awesome. It's amazing. Also, none of those guys really will tell you how much horsepower they're making, but Jason admits that in that last race, he uh, bent a swing arm. So if that tells you anything about how much horsepower they're putting down, I think he fried his pistons recently too or blew up something. Yeah, he he detonated or something on, on spray. So those guys are putting down some serious HPs, dude. I don't know if the rubber and the tarmac is, is enough to hold it, but they somehow they hold on and control it all the way down the quarter mile and the eighth mile and all that great stuff. So that brings us to our last guest and I'll let him introduce himself. We are here at uh, the Hell on Wheels hot August nights with uh, Scotty T-Bone Jones from Noise Cycles. How you doing, Scott? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Oh, you girly man. I guess you introduced him and didn't let him introduce himself. Yeah, that's true. I've always tried to help each, each boss owner of the shop and just try to point them in a direction I feel like or just trying to help them build their business and make it... That's good. That's why I started my own. I'm like, I'm just going to try this on my own. And he did. 
And I have to say that, uh, you know, some of his stuff that he's put out really has caught my eye. And he's going to be building again for Born Free 9 this year. He's going to be, uh, well, he's got his own little race team that he's set up with noise. And he's been hitting the flat tracks like crazy, going all over the country. And, you know, it's really cool talking to people like Scott. They're down to earth. And he said he just considers himself a regular guy, just some builder. But he's getting to go to stuff like Born Free and Mama Tried. And like I said, he's making a name for himself with Harley. Uh, he, he got sponsored this year. I think they gave him a, a 750, a Street 750 to flat track and um, build. And he, like I said, he started a racing career at 41 and you could hear him in the credits and some of the intros that we have saying it's the best thing ever. So yeah, keep an eye on that guy. And he puts out awesome work as well as doing all that other stuff and holding down a job at Vance and Hines and doing noise cycle stuff on lunch break and after work. So yeah, awesome, awesome. All the guests that I've had on the show had just been tremendous and meant a lot to me. And that's what I wanted to focus on is the creative side of writing and, and the people behind the scenes and people that make the creative side of motorcycles go around. So, yeah, that is my was my impetus for the show. Now, let's switch gears and talk about the podcast that I like and that I listen to. In no particular order, I'm opening up my uh, my podcast app here, and I'm going to tell you what I have loaded up in here. Let's we'll, we'll go with the motorcycle ones first, but I do listen to some that aren't 100% motorcycle related. Let me cut this music real quick. All right, much better. Okay, well, this is in no particular order, um, but I probably will save the best for last, in my opinion. Uh, the first one that I have on here is... The Motorcycle Men podcast, and these guys are out of New Jersey. They've been making the rounds. Uh, I know Ted's been on like a bunch of other podcasts recently, and I think that's a good way to promote yourself. I uh, probably am not going to do that myself. Um, the one drawback is the uh, the sound effects, the squeaky toy sound effects. Oh man, I just. Uh, I didn't listen to it for a little while because it's kind of Harley centric, but uh, it's still good. Still good stuff. He's got a lot of good interviews and they're fun. They're brothers. And so they're really fun. The newest ones that I've listened to uh, that I just recently came across is the Loud Pipes and the Throttled podcast. And they kind of seem like they are... Uh, together, they they can maybe know each other or something like that, or they work to get together in tandem. So that one's really cool. Uh, those two are, um, I wouldn't say they're Harley centric, but uh, yeah, they do. Those guys do a lot of writing and uh, really good co- coverage of stuff as well. Um, the Law Biting Biker podcast I listen to, and. That one's okay. Very Harley centric. Of course, law abiding biker. They are all LEOs. And if you don't know what that means, uh, it's law enforcement officers. So that's kind of a unique perspective. They cover a lot of stuff and they do a lot of rides. And I think they're out of Yakima, Washington. So if you're up there, then we have the Wild Ride Radio, which is a radio talk show that I listen to. Uh, Obviously, I listen to the podcast of it. And that is out of Colorado. uh, Kind of 
I don't remember if he rides a Harley. I think he does or victory or something. So it's kind of cruiser centric, but not a hundred percent. And that deals with a lot of, um, laws and legislation and trends and events. So that one's pretty cool. Then there is the, uh, Cleveland moto. I really like Cleveland moto. Before I talk about Cleveland moto, let me talk about a couple that have not been out in a while. So I listened to one called the Adventure Moto Rider podcast, and that last aired in April. Then there was Moto Arkansas, which aired in May, and then World Rider, Around the World on a Motorcycle, which aired in June. Now, I don't know if these guys pod faded or not, or if they just kind of didn't have the budget or or did not have planning going on, but it was pretty interesting. There was some pretty cool stuff on these. At the World Rider, I want to say that he is a travel uh, journalist or you know travel guide or something. And I think he actually was in Sweden recently, so he's actually traveling. I know he probably doesn't have time. <clears throat> pardon me to podcast, but he's all he's like on Facebook constantly. He's probably writing a book. He probably does a lot of stuff. So since June, he's been traveling uh, other parts of the world. So I'm sure that's probably why he hasn't been on in a little bit. And he might only do it every six months or so. I don't, I just recently picked those up. Moto Arkansas. I was, uh, really cool to hear about that. Cause of course I was born there and I thought, Hey, cool. And another Arky, but kind of pod faded as well. I think there's only like two or three episodes of that. Let me double check it. Yeah. There's two episodes. So, uh, the same with the adventure Moto Rider podcast. I you know, just heard of that. I listened to it. I'm not even sure they've got like 10 or so episodes and then kind of stop. So there's, you know, that happens that stuff comes and goes. There's a show also called another motorcycle podcast by clutch and Chrome. And I think they're an online magazine or something like that. And they don't do them all that often or regularly. I don't think, but, uh, this guy sounds like Mac Quimby from, uh, the Simpsons or John F. Kennedy. And uh, he interviews a lot of people in the industry. And of course, having a, a online magazine, they, he does a lot of stuff like that. And so uh, I am a base human being and I'm very shallow and I kind of have the deal with accents and I can't listen to his accent for too long. And so sometimes if those get, uh, you know, if they're not, catchy you know some of mine aren't catchy i I even like delete some of my own episodes uh so yeah if they're not really catchy i kind of toss them out i don't don't finish listening because i can't if it's not worth listening to that accent the whole time then why do it right so now we're getting into the meat and potatoes these ones i listen to all the time and and uh i might i might as well go over a couple that i don't listen to anymore i tried listening to the sound rider and i think and the law abiding biker i think i didn't listen to them for a little bit and i've kind of come back don't listen to the pace i cannot stand their accents then again like i said it's a really base and shallow reason not to listen but like half the time they're not even talking about motorcycles from what i've heard so there's just a few that i just gave up on because it wasn't motorcycle related and if I have a weird topic on my show, I, I at least try to make it motorcycle related. So yeah, that, I don't know. There's just some that I just couldn't, couldn't hang with. So there are some really good new ones, uh, that I've come across 
and that are always interesting to me pretty much. Cleveland Moto being one of those. Now, Cleveland Moto, they put out stuff a lot and something goes wrong with their server like every two weeks. So all of a sudden you'll get like 15 episodes and then it'll be a dry spell. Then it'll be 15. But they usually do it every week. Uh, I think there was a, a period in there when they got a little bit busy right when uh you know the end of summer started hitting and people were probably coming in left and right they have two dealerships so there you go you know but they usually kick it in one of them on friday nights and record and that is really good because you have a guy and his you know employees that actually work on motorcycles and give you a perspective and they're always doing some fun biker shit. So that one is really fun to listen to. And if you can handle hearing Dustin take hits off the bong all the time and, and hearing people talk cause they don't have mics. They're just like the whole shop is mic'd basically. And that's one where you'll be driving down the street, listening to it in your car. And all of a sudden you think you're getting pulled over. Cause like the sirens in it is, is pretty funny. I think they've actually mentioned that on there. Uh, so yeah, Cleveland moto is, is one of the ones I've been listening to long-term, uh, a newer one that is not brand new, but, um, above idle, uh, motorcycle podcast is a good one. And they always have some pretty good stuff on there to talk about. And the next one is uh, Main Event Moto. Now, I love Main Event Moto. They're the Bat Brothers. Daniel Blair is a uh, announcer for uh, Supermoto or Arena Cross. Or not Supermoto, Arena Cross, Supercross. And um, yeah, they have a, a weekly podcast and it, it, you'll, you'll like it. It's three dudes and uh, they talk moto. And basically, I don't know anything about that. I I learn all of it from them. And I'm not even really like a moto rider. I've never ridden motocross or supercross or any of that stuff. Um, I, it's fun to watch. And those guys are really talented. I don't even follow the series. So it's just interesting to hear them talk about it. I get basically everything through them. And that show is so fun that I can listen to it, even though I'm not into that particular style of riding. So that should tell you something about it right there. Uh, the False Neutral is another great motorcycle podcast. That Above Idol and False Neutral are kind of uh, on the same level for me. Uh, they both are really interesting topics and they talk about good stuff. False Neutral, I think, has um, a little bit... I don't know. They, they think of some good topics and they talk about some deeper stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think of, um, you know, just like not going out and talking about what they did. They actually like think of some cool things uh, that are motorcycle related, maybe based on like vintage bikes or um, particular motors and stuff like that. So that's a good one. Uh, the wheel nerds. I've been listening to that one for quite a while and those guys are out of Utah and they, uh, if you like a lot of laughing, like it was hard for me to listen to the wheel nerds for a while cause they laughed so much and, um, but it's a good show. Uh, give it a chance. They do a lot of talking about Craigslist ads and, um, I, I really shouldn't put down any motorcycle podcast, obviously being the worst one, you know, all these are above me, but, uh, so don't, don't, uh, think I'm putting any of these guys down. I'm just telling you, my opinion was, you know, sometimes some of them have crazy sound effects. Sometimes some of them laugh so much that there's like five minutes of laughing and no talking about anything. So yeah. Um, another great one, but the wheel nerds check them out. Another great one is the dog house, uh, from NTN radio and they do a lot of, uh, news. They do a lot of racing news and 
It's really good. I have kind of reached out to Warren because they're giving him such a hard time on there. I think he's the newest guy uh, on that crew, but they've been around for a long time from for what I've seen. So yeah, check that out. And, and they have this like theme music that you always are sad when you hear it because you're like, oh, that was a fast hour, you know, that went by real quick. Um, the Two Enthusiasts Motorcycle Podcast, Jensen Beeler writes Asphalt and Rubber, and I would call it a blog, but it's really more of like a moto journalist. It's like a news site, not quite like Cycle News is or, uh, you know, any motorcyclist and all that stuff. I mean, not that those are technically news. Those are just industry mags, but he's an industry blog. Dare I say blog? No, I think, I think I'm going to call him a news site as well. And him and Quentin Wilson, I used to make fun and, uh, on my show and call him like Quentin Walson, but I gained a newfound respect for the guy. He is there. I think, He used to work for Graves Yamaha. Now he works at Ducati dealership or something like that. He's super familiar. He's, he's an ex mechanic or current mechanic. And, um, Jensen Beeler is a former lawyer, I think, or maybe he is still a a lawyer. And so we're talking about guys that have brains on their heads, right? And they get around all these issues. They're really speculative also about the industry and they can wrap their heads around issues and trends and things like that and kind of predict what's going to be happening. Whereas like me, I just like to take stuff at face value and say what people have said you know, if I if I mention something about the future, it's something that people have said it's coming down the pipeline. So that, but they're really good at speculating about stuff. Um, Motorific podcast; those girls are pretty funny. They don't come out quite regularly. They're both busy. And Chrissy Farrell lives over here on the West Coast, around this area, I think, not too far from me. And Joanne Don lives on the East Coast. She used to live around here, but so they give you perspectives from both coasts and what else could you ask for from two beautiful ladies giving you two beautiful perspectives right so i like this one because it's always nice to get a female's perspective of the industry and both of these ladies are in the industry deep and have been riders for a long time so it's cool to get that perspective uh the pit pass moto motorcycle racing show supercross road racing it's actually just called pit pass moto and it is a show out of des moines iowa uh they're live every tuesday night and if you i think they might get rebroadcast on sundays and then they also have their podcast so if you don't catch the live one you can catch the rebroadcast um Another really good one that I like, and that before I go on, that one's uh, all industry. They're like they interview racers most of the time and talk about racing, all sorts of racing. So that's like a industry racing uh, show, and they don't do so much of like uh, like motorcycle news and new models coming out and stuff. They they mostly focus on the racing industry and the people in the industry. And like where all the sponsorship money is. It's kind of like watching an ESPN uh, NASCAR show or something. Um, Front end chatter. I love front end chatter. It doesn't come out totally regularly, but it doesn't come out like once every six months or like five at a time. These dudes are from England and I think they are Britain's number one podcast. At least they claim to be. And these guys are super good. Both of them are moto journalists. Uh, they both are long-term writers and they both, uh, you know, they know the industry inside and out. They know racing inside and out, big petrol heads, and they can speculate like no one's business. 
when MotoGP gets crazy, it's fun to hear these guys talk about it because they, they really know how to speculate and investigate. And yeah, that's that's a really good one. The next one is the Stock is for Squares podcast. And I can't say enough about these guys. They've helped me um, gain some listens, I'm sure. And I really like, you know, we share a community. I feel like they have like a car and bike side of stuff. Those dudes are super funny and super fun to listen to and watch. And actually, uh, you know, I I love sending them music. They play my crummy music that I make for my stuff just because I get sick of using like stock stock is for squares after all i hate using stock computer music and so i tend to make up my own and they're gracious enough to use it and so yeah those guys are really fun to listen to they have a unique perspective on all sorts of stuff so yeah you can listen to them and learn all sorts of crazy good stuff uh then there is the cafe racer motorcycle podcast which comes out about once a month this is the podcast that actually got me into podcasting um i thought i might uh help them out i i this is the first motorcycle podcast I actually saw. I used to listen to Adam Carolla when I first moved to LA on the radio. And when the Adam Carolla show got canceled or, you know, the, the radio station changed their format, biggest mistake they ever made went all the talk shows, uh, got, uh, the morning talk shows got erased from it. And that's what I would do at work. I was listening to morning talk shows. Right. And then just like, uh, listen to music in the afternoon. And then once Adam Carolla said, well, Hey, I got kicked off of the show. Uh, you know, they fired all the DJ, all the uh, talk show hosts. So I'm going to start my own podcast. Screw it. We don't need the radio anymore. I started listening to Adam Carolla and then I thought, wow, this is so cool. You know, you don't need, I quit listening to the radio at that point. And I don't think I've listened to a morning talk show since it's kind of funny. And then I was like, well, dude, I work in the motorcycle industry. What I, I really am looking for like a cool cafe racer podcast. I wonder if there's any out there. So I typed Cafe Racer. They probably weren't the first motorcycle podcast out there, but they're the first one that I came across. And I started listening to it and I thought it's great. And uh actually offered to maybe help out when they started to get kind of sporadic because they were coming out pretty regularly. And then they got a little sporadic and I started going, oh look, this they use like WordPress and they use uh Apple and they use this and that. And so I started thinking, Hey, maybe I could like help out. Like I should probably like learn something if I'm going to offer to help out. So I started like looking on how to make websites and like how to podcast. And like a year later, here I am. And I decided, uh, you know, they were doing their own thing. They kind of got back on track and, and they are releasing them at least once a month. And so I was like, well, I learned how to do all this stuff. I might as well make my own. And I work in the industry and I have a unique perspective on stuff, but I don't really, I do that for work all day. And when I get home, I like to do this other stuff, the other side of motorcycling. So maybe I'll talk about that. So that's, this is actually the Cafe Racer Motorcycle Podcast is the one that kind of got me interested in starting my own. And then I think this is the last one on here. Yep. The Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Uh, I think episode three or four, they liked my, I saw a little like in my SoundCloud stats and I almost uh, fell off my chair because I started listening to them 
Last year, I actually got to hang out with Mike and Mary and uh, Jake and Rebecca. Now I got to hang out with Liza and Jim. And so I've kind of got to hang out with them in in my turf. So (laughs) it's kind of cool. But this whole show, the Recycle Garage, their focus is bringing life to old neglected rides, basically. And so they are like just all about community and bikes. I mean, that's all it, that's really all it boils down to. But in the interim, they've been on ride with Norman Reedus. They have interviewed like a ton of people that are in the scene and helping the scene grow. And I think that's what they do as people. And so it's just natural progression for them just to move on to bringing the rest of the world into their circle and they're all accepting. It doesn't matter. You know, it it doesn't matter. Let's just put it that way. They don't care who you are. The fact that you're on two wheels makes you part of their family. And I think they're bringing the rest of the world into their family. uh, One person at a time, one writer, one museum, one, you know, magazine, so on and so forth. So I really love that show to pieces. And yeah, that is probably, I probably listed the the last ones, uh, save the last ones for the best. And oh, I almost forgot Adventure Rider Radio, Jim and Elizabeth Martin. Those guys put on a great show. Again, I don't even do adventure rides. I mean, every ride for me is an adventure when you ride a janky turd. But uh, those guys are just put on a great show every Friday. And they have another one called Adventure Rider Raw, which as you can tell, I mean, I've listed off like 10 motorcycle podcasts. I don't have, there's not enough hours in the day to listen to them. It takes me like all week to finally listen to every show I listen to. And so, uh, I can't listen to every single one, but Adventure Rider Radio is another good one and it's super professionally done and, and it's a really good listen. And they have people from all over the world contributing their tales. So yeah, those are my, my motorcycle pot- modcasts that I listen to. And there's a couple that I listen to that are not motorcycle podcasts. If you're interested in those, I'll run them off real quick. Uh, I just started listening to Nerdonomy. It's hit or miss. I listen to Muscle for Life. I've listened to that for a long time, and I used to be in really good shape. Last year, I quit working out one year ago, and I've already packed on like 2 or 3% body fat already, and uh, I don't look as muscly, but that was a good, that's a good show for your, if you're a man or a woman, that will help you get ripped. Uh, I listened to The Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe. That is a pretty good show, uh, really quick. They're only like seven minutes, and I really like Mike Rowe. Lore, I listen to Lore. It's kind of like creepy and scary stories. Uh, My favorite murder, this is two comedian girls, uh, well, two television celebrity girls, and they do murder po- a murder podcast. It's not a mystery. It's like true life, true crime murders. And that is a good show. They talk about all sorts of crazy stuff that really happened. And you won't believe it until you hear it. And you're like, what? Uh, so that I listen to that. I listen to Freakonomics Radio just because just like creative writing kind of explores or I try to explore like the maybe seemingly unrelated side of motorcycling. Freakonomics they explore the backside of economics. And when you learn what economics is and you realize it's not, doesn't mean money. It means like the, uh, it's like, I don't know, you listen to it and you'll, you'll figure out what, what an economist really does. Um, and then there's also radio lab. They bring some really good stories from around the world and, 
and around, uh, you know, just people's lives, weird stuff that happens, great things, sad things. So that's a good show. Um, I I love Dan Carlin's Hardcore History because I am a crazy history nerd. And those can be three hours long. I think the shortest one I listened to was three hours long. But those paint a graphic picture of history. He's covered all sorts of eras from like World War II, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, um, the Mongols, the Roman Empire, all this great stuff. Um, and if you're looking for Roman Empire stuff, The History of Rome is another good podcast. It was like 180 episodes or 181 episodes, though, and they're like 20 to 30 minutes each. So you do the math on that. That was a long one. And I can't even rem- remember all the emperor's names, but it kind of started with this fizzle with the Romans just barely getting started and it went out with the fizzle. So the middle time is like what everybody glorifies. There is a super funny one. This is like the only comedy one that I listen to. It's called My Dad Wrote a Porno and it's from the UK. It's out of uh, England and it's funny. At first I was like, what is this? It kept popping up. It kept popping up. It's super popular and you can see why if you start listening to it, it is crazy hilarious. It's not for everybody. It literally is this poor guy whose dad is a travel writer or was a travel writer for most of his life. Uh, He's retired now. He's an older gentleman. And he decided to take up writing erotica and actually pornography. Like He tries to get dirty, but he's an old guy, so it's pretty funny. And this guy and two other people from uh, a BBC, I think a BBC presenter and maybe another actor or something, sit around with him and they read it and just make fun of it. And it is one of the funniest shows I've ever listened to. So if you've got the stomach for that, it will crack your socks off. I cannot forget that one. It makes me laugh every time I hear it. Um, the dollop is another history podcast that I listen to. It's an American history podcast and they explore the dark side of history as well. Um, they explore all the screwed up stuff that is unresolved or the way things used to be. And you wouldn't believe some of the things that happen, you know what I mean? In, in our recent history, you're like, I didn't know that. And it's because history doesn't, you know, it glosses over the stuff. You remember the roaring 20s, but you don't remember the crazy syphilis outbreaks in the 20s that had like towns on lockdown and stuff like that. Or the fact that uh, Eskimos were not considered humans and didn't have voting rights. All this crazy stuff that they cover. So that's that. Um, there's a couple kid podcasts I listen to because I have little ones. And if you uh, like... There's the Radio Adventures of Eleanor Amplified and Brains On, which is a science podcast for kids. So those are two good ones. If you uh, have little kids and you want to listen to something that's kid-friendly, a lot of podcasts aren't. Um, So there you go. Those two are. And a couple that I used to listen to but don't listen to anymore. Oh, I listen to um, Listen Money Matters because those guys are like punk rock um, economists, not economists, like financial planners. And if you go back and listen from episode one, you will grow in your wealth and you will learn the ins and outs of like how money works. They're up to like probably 300 and something episodes now, but, uh, I was with them since episode one when they used to have a little bit different hosting lineup. And now they're like all 
all in on the investment side of stuff. So that that stuff really helped me get financially kind of squared away, even though I, I don't have many money. <laughs> Go figure. It, it, I'll have it when I die, I guess. Um, so yeah, those are the few. A few that I don't listen to anymore. Um, one is, uh, I, used, I used to listen to car stuff, and I used to listen to Stuff You Should Know. And I would listen to those, except for, like I said, time is not on my side. And so I uh, just can't listen to as many as I have queued up. I just, Sometimes I don't even have the time to listen to all these. i got to skip one or two. And the worst one that I listen to is mine. Uh, yes, I listen to the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. And sometimes they turn out better than I think they're going to turn out. And sometimes they turn out crappier. So it's just a... It literally is a crapshoot. And sometimes I do a lot of research and put like weeks of reading because I obviously do it in my spare time. And I have two little kids and a wife and an active family life. We're always doing something. So I kind of squeeze this in after everyone's asleep or in my spare time. So sometimes it might take me a couple weeks to research something unless it plops story ready right in my face. So some of them are good. And then there's other ones where I'm like, Oh crap. Like I've been working like crazy this week. I've literally had my head in a motorcycle manual all day. Um, I don't want to think about motorcycles. I barely have had time to work on my motorcycles in the garage. And so I don't even know what I'm going to talk about, but there's stuff that's happening despite all that. So I guess I'll just try. So yeah, that, that, uh, I do listen to my own for quality control purposes and to see if they really come off how I felt. You know, sometimes you think you're popping this radical wheelie or catching 18 feet of air and you're like really only jumping one inch off the ground or you didn't even pop a wheelie. You just you just raised your forks up. So, yeah, that's my podcast and my podcasting. It looks like we're at an hour and 30 minutes. I want to go ahead and thank all of the guests that have been on over this past year. I really look forward. My, my goal for next year is to get more people in that are creative to some degree, to some capacity, all motorcycle related, bring you more DIY tech tips, uh, bring you some behind the scenes with the bikes that I'm working on, my B1R and my B1S, which is the R is the racer, the S is the street version. Um, and I'm also looking to, I mean, if you want to, if you have an idea, there's a few of you that have sent me stuff and you haven't heard anything yet, or you didn't hear the person that you uh, told me about on the show. And that's because I've got it either scheduled or I'm trying to figure out when to schedule it for stuff like that. Like I have uh, a list of stuff in the wings waiting right now. So if I, if I haven't mentioned your idea yet, don't feel bad. I am not neglecting you. I actually appreciate and need every single one of you. Um, and I really appreciate the feedback that you give me. And when I say something stupid, I always hate when I'm listening to one of those like 18 bajillion podcasts that I mentioned and they say something and I'm like, Oh, Oh no, it's this. Oh God, you guys are saying it wrong. It's this. And then of course I do it myself. So it's like, thank you for keeping me in check. And I think I'm going to do something this year, um, coming up, I think I'm going to reach out. I always say, Hey, reach out to me, email the show, 
this and that, rate us in iTunes, and then I don't do it to other podcasts that I listen to. I mean, I have. I've done it to a couple, but not every single one. So I think I'm going to make a concerted effort to reach out not just to the ones that I like, but to the ones that I listen to and let them know that I listen and let them know that I appreciate what they do just because I know how hard it is. And I'm going to start emailing people. So if you guys want to email, hell, if you want to be on the show, if you've got something interesting that you do or you know, something that you love to do that's motorcycle related and you're not on bike XF and you're not on uh, wrenching against the machine and you still want some exposure and you'd like to know people to know that you're out there doing something cool on motorcycles, whether it's like maybe you're a minister and you go do a, you know, church on two wheels like the 59 club used to back in the day. Maybe you photograph I don't know, geological formations for some science thing, but they're only accessible by motorbike or, or even mountain bike or something like that. Like just let drop an email, drop an email. And as always, you can catch us at creative writing podcast at gmail.com. Send everything there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash creative writing podcast. We are on the web at www creative-writing.com and we're at Tumblr at creative-writing.tumblr.com and on the tweets as creative underscore writer and we don't have an Instagram. I have a personal one, but I don't really know if I want to set up like another one, but I guess I probably should. Um, Maybe I'll do that even though I usually post all my pics on Facebook and the website and Tumblr, but what the hell? What's another... What's another social? Maybe I'll make that a goal for this next year is to set up another account and maybe try to get some more videos and stuff out, some really cool stuff. But uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, but I'm not going to have time, I guess, is the show music. I do a lot of the music for the show, and I do use little loops for segues here and there, but a lot of other times, a lot of this music is mine. So if you want to hear like show music or something, maybe I will put a whole episode just of show music or I'll make a CD or something. If you want to, if you want some of the music, let me know and maybe I could make a CD for you or something like that. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. There really isn't going to be a sorry list this time. And I, I don't know if I did any bloopers. What do you think, Arnie? Stick around. We really got to go. No, we're not going to stick around. Maybe I'll leave you instead of cigarette and I'll leave you with monkey butt as a little play out. All right, everyone, have a great weekend. Bye. Getting stuffed him in my face. It was rotten and gross. Was it even meat? Smelled worse than old ladies' feet. Might as well have eaten a monkey's butt. Eaten a monkey's butt. Might as well have eaten a monkey's butt. Eaten a monkey's butt. Might as well have eaten a monkey's butt. Eaten a monkey's butt. Um, they, you know, you know, enveloping everyone else in their little uh, sh- shroud or their cloak or what you, what have you. Damn, that's a stupid analogy to make. Uh, Mark Dougley. And uh, I said that wrong. Um, some people I recognize from, though, yeah, it really, it's dumb. And even if you have a, t- you know, I, I remember, oh, blooper reel. Let me see. Some people I recognize from Facebook and some people just have a unique, um, you know, she, she, okay, it's a migraine. I just said it was a migraine. God damn it. Um, you know, 
a unique, uh, you know, that one thing that's unique. Damn it. What the fuck? The gnat and the flea. What the fuck am I talking about? What the hell? So what's the difference between Donald Trump and a KTM? One is orange and hard to control, and the other one's a KTM. What sounds worse than a turbocharged Honda with a broken valve and a miss? Hillary Clinton. How are Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton like turbos? They're both powered by hot air. How are the Donald and Hillary alike? Oh, they're both older than NASCAR, production disc brakes, and the chopper motorcycle. Hey, did you hear the latest news? Uh, Valentino Rossi was recently taking concession speech pointers from Donald Trump, and now he's convinced that the whole championship was rigged and he should only accept if the outcome is if he wins. So it also turns out that Hillary's known about the new MotoGP schedule, TV deal, and rider contracts for a while, but she hasn't made it public because it was sent to her private email server and uh, she lost it. And lastly, while Donald Trump has been going around bragging that he can uh, grab a pussy, Valentino Rossi has vehemently denied ever kicking a pussy. Hashtag Marquez93. All right, peace.